0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's
1: S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm Justice Mosqueda, joined here by Cheesehead TV's Aaron Negler, First time on the podcast. Say what's up to people, Aaron. What is up to the people? How are you guys doing? How you doing? That's more important. People you know want what's to hear crazy is
0: I'm legit. Yeah, right. They hear enough from me. I I legit just got, just got back to New York City late last night. Uh, so this is like legit the first piece of content I am creating when
1: back in New York, and I'm I'm happy and proud to be doing it with you, my good friend. Let's go, Land of Rogers. What's yeah. the vibe in the city right now? Speaking of our other friend in New York, you know the well, Jersey, I will say, right? Most most Jets fans that
0: I know. That I've known for a long time, having lived here now 25 years. You know, I've know I know a lot of lifers, right? One, we're so like nobody I knew was excited about this move, right, at all. But now that Aaron's here, they're all in. Like they're winning the Super Bowl. It's oh, happening. You know, it's 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 they're gonna win two Super Bowls in a row. So yeah, the, to say the, the they're all jazzed. It's it's you know, no one's lost a game yet, so everyone's real happy. And until they lose to the buffalo bills on
1: opening night but until then i'm sure they're they're just thrilled all right so i've had this in my mind i don't think i've uttered this yet i've had this in my mind i don't know if i'm just burnt out from the rogers beat for three years right probably or what mm-hmm. but at some point i think rogers is gonna turn around the cannon and be like why is it why is the media set up such crazy expectations for us Oh, you know that's coming. Do you think that's a hundred percent coming? Do you know why they did that? Well, one, he's Aaron Rodgers. First right. of all, he's a great 100%. quarterback who's going there. Two, mm-hmm. he the day he walked into the building, he said the Lombardi Trophy is getting lonely.
0: I mean, he said it, and he's going to turn the media it around. Didn't say that, yes,
1: He yes. Said that. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we want to that's talk coming. about the Green Bay Packers, though. Talk about yes, the Green sir. Bay Packers. Um, I had Andy on. Earlier this off season, and we played a fun game of Jordan Love Hall of Famer bust because those are the only two (laughs) options, right? It's a it's a binary at this point. But of course, I think people are pretty happy with what they've seen from Jordan Love over two preseason games. I how can you not be? Uh, It's
0: interesting to me though how I don't know what people were expecting, kind of thing. Like he's looked about what I expected him to look like. Mm -hmm. He's not to, to your point. He doesn't look like a Hall of Famer. Doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. But he certainly looks like he knows the offense, like the back of his hand. And he's playing with a lot of young guys. There are going to be hiccups, no doubt about it. And he's still got a lot of growing to do as a player. But, yeah, he he looks pretty much how I expected him to look, especially given everything we saw kind of last year, the Philly appearance, and even going back to last summer. It's just kind of natural progression, right? And, again, having been in this offense for as long as he has been, it's so funny to watch some of the reactions – I think people maybe were expecting him to look like a rookie, or I, I don't know, or maybe they have like his first preseason appearances in their head, or I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, he's he's looked good, uh, and and I again, I think he's right on schedule. I will say, I mean, shout out and mad props to Tom Clements for sticking around yeah. because I think that has gone a long way into helping kind of bring him along and take him to whatever proverbial next level you might be thinking of. Tom's definitely the one, kind of getting it out of him and, and making sure that the footwork is there and, and the ability. Man, the way he's been able to manipulate defenses, both the Packers defense and just the two preseason games, manipulating backers with his eyes, like holding safeties and things like that, it's been lights out, man. Now he's got to hit some of those throws a little better, but
1: uh, right. for the most part, I, I think he's, yeah, I think he's right on schedule. And that's that's kind of what I think is interesting is that like just that whole point that you said of, like, what were you guys kind of expecting type thing? Because I think he took the biggest jump in his career, not this year, but last last year, summer. 100%. Yeah, la- la- last, last summer. summer. No doubt about it. Um, totally agree. And I think that's when the Packers really got excited about him, too, yep. from how I understand it. Is they, yep. they got into camp and then were like, oh, what the hell? He's taking the jump. He's, he's ready. And then all the Rodgers stuff, right? And, you know, right. Love gets a bunch of well, and you get through stuff. you get
0: through the season. And you got Tom Silverstein's report of Gutkin saying, like, towards the end of the year, like, yeah, we we've got to get him on the field. And I think yeah. that was the kind of the pervasive thought in the building. And now we see, yeah, he has been, he is, as Brian has said repeatedly, ready to play. He has to play, and now he is. And I think this is the start. This is what's so funny is it's like, okay, so now we finally get to see him in preseason action, and people are excited, and it's like, well, buckle up. It, I don't it, I don't doubt for a moment it's going to be fun, but there are going to be tough times,
1: but it's going to yeah. be fun to watch him grow along the way. I think what we're getting in the preseason is kind of what I expect to see this year, where it's a whole lot of, for the most part, he's running the offense. The right. The um, shot plays are a little up and down, which is just, I think that's going to be the case until they build up yeah, chemistry, right? Like, right? Right, right. Rodgers had years of chemistry to throw those balls with, you know, Devontae yeah. and even Alan Lazard and stuff
0: yeah and the thing is is so far it's funny how often i've seen like his just his wide receivers need to help him out a little bit as far as Mm -hmm. like leaving and matt i think mentioned this on monday or so whenever the press conference the camp comes along the days all blend together whenever i was last in a room with matt lafleur he talked about you know on the romeo dobbs shot play uh against the patriots like you know he's, he drifts a little bit and and gets a little too close to the sideline there like you want him and this has happened with Watson a couple times where you know the sideline is the defender's friend you know yeah, you don't want 100%. to get too close to it and leave room for your quarterback on those throws where he can maybe put it over your shoulder a little bit rather than having you know to make this amazing circus catch that we saw Dobbs make uh but to your point yeah you you're right there's no doubt that We got very used to Aaron Rodgers being able to connect on those at almost at will, especially in his prime. Mm -hmm. That I agree with you. That will come
1: in time with the more
0: reps they get together, no doubt.
1: And one point I want to say on that, if you guys ever look at a practice field, particularly in college, you'll see these red lines kind of like, I don't know, it was probably like a three-yard cushion off of the sideline. I think Matt even said red line in his – Did uh, he? Well, oh, yeah, I mean he's he had his time in Notre Dame and stuff like that too. Right. They they call they call it the red line, and it's you know college football you're taking a lot more shot plays down the field, especially in those one on one just streaks, goes nines, whatever you <laughs> want to call them. Um, just I'm throwing I'm throwing it deep, and they really train the hell out of those guys with you know the markings on the field. I don't know if um you know Green Bay has those on the practice field. I can't. remember. No,
0: not not at Nitschke, but I I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think it is. It's got to be a point that they're probably trying to hammer home at this point because it's happened repeatedly on some of these deep balls.
1: Running back. Everyone's baby baby right now. Emmanuel Wilson. They can't get enough of Emmanuel Wilson. Here's my thing with Emmanuel Wilson. Yeah, yeah. 11 carries. 11 carries is how many Hmm. carries the Packers gave to not Aaron Jones – and not A.J. <laughs> Dillon last season. Last year, right. This this running back three job is a whole lot less about being a, a running back as much as like, okay, we got to get this dude. If injuries pile up, we need to have someone be able to carry the ball through through the end of the game. But for sure. the most part, you're planning on that guy playing special teams. Yep. Patrick Taylor, he, he we've had two games, right? There's four core special teams. It's punt punt return kick kickoff and kick return. No one makes the team right. because of kick protection or right. block it goal block, protection. You know, Get out there. Yeah, yep. yeah, I mean they just keep the defense out there for for, you know, field goal block anyway, right? Yep. So um he's had he's had two attempts at these four core special teams, right? So eight in total. Patrick mm-hmm. Taylor has made six starts on special teams through the preseason with the first team, you know, special teams units. Emmanuel Wilson isn't out there, and I, I yeah, think yeah, that's just what it comes down to. You're at preaching the end to the, the choir day. here, man. I, I said this the other day. Like, and look, uh, go.
0: I mean, all you gotta do is read between the lines when Matt's talking about his lack of conditioning. Uh, he's, you know, done twice, like he's done it twice. That's like the most I negative
1: mean, thing I've ever heard Matt say.
0: You Cannot tell me that that's not a message sent yeah. to the young man. And look, I, look, he's been exciting. There's no doubt about it. But to your point, that's a utility position. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're most likely. I would suspect probably going to do what they did last year and cut everybody except for AJ and Aaron and then just keep a couple guys on the practice squad and bring them up as necessary. Maybe they end up signing one uh, somewhere down the line in the season, but yeah, to your point, it's not like they're like you know, really, there's much on offer there, but you do have to contribute on teams, there's no doubt about it. And and look, I I know Patrick Taylor isn't sexy as a a runner or a uh, big-time producer from scrimmage, but to your point We've seen games where one or the other get injured up front. And Patrick Taylor has had to come in. Look no mm-hmm. further than the playoff game against San Francisco. You know, he had to come in after AJ got hurt and he played well. Yeah. He, he earned tough yards on a third down and got a first down. You know, he did great job in pass protection come, uh, several times. So I think there's that component that people, I think lose sight of, because we get all excited about big runs in the preseason and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, no, no, that's Aaron Jones job. Like, Your job as running back three is to fly down there on special teams and make a tackle. And if you can't do that, you're not going to be running back three.
1: Now, with that being said, I do think, you know, in a scenario like you talked about where, you know, only two of the running backs make it, and there's an injury to Dylan or Jones, I could see Emmanuel Wilson being the guy called up to actually carry the ball in that situation. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. if they like him as, if they like him enough as a runner and they do think he's been, yeah. he's fixed his conditioning. Cause like you said, Matt doesn't say that kind of offhanded, right? That That's, that's on Matt purpose. Matt was pissy
1: today. Matt was yeah, pissy. Yeah, you know, I
0: don't know what was going on today. You are Something not. Was everyone, everyone, what's so funny is that everyone noticed it. I saw someone said, someone, uh,
1: Matt had the case of the McCarthy's today. <laughs> That but great. my buddy, uh, Steven Ruiz, who's at the ringer, he went to Green Bay. He's going to do an article um, mm-hmm. about the Packers. And right. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But um, we're in a group chat together. And, you know, I'm watching it on YouTube. And my first reaction is, oh, my God, he's so pissy. A- after the press conference, I went to right. go send it to him. Immediately get ping. And it's just like. Your head coach is in a bad mood today. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what that yeah. was about." Usually, Very he's, he's pretty happy. Very um, obvious. Wide receiver. Here is another one where I am like the the bearer of bad news. I feel like I am throwing a wet blanket on people because everyone's excited about Malik Heath, but the way that they're using mm. these receivers, right. it seems so. It's gonna be Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, right? Those are gonna no be doubt. the guys out there on two wide 100%. receiver sets. And then Jaden Reed's coming off the bench in the three wide receiver looks, and he's usually Looking in the good slot. Doing it. Yep. And then after that, you know, Dontavian Wicks, the fifth round rookie, and then Samari TuRay, who's also getting a ton of work as a return man, um, yeah. seem to be like the next two guys in line in terms of the actual rotation, not in terms of their production this pre- preseason, but like who's actually right. getting on the field with Jordan Love. Malik Heath yep. hasn't taken a single snap with Jordan Love in the two preseason games or on Family yep. Night. Um. Yep and that's a position too where you know we're starting to get guys like Carrington Valentine right breaking out at at the cornerback position and we already know Cory Cory Valentine is a guy who um is going to contribute on special teams and we have all these time. safeties yeah. if if you're looking at like similar the no, the puzzle types, piece
0: that that Brian talks about right like Exactly you, you get a couple here well that means
1: you got to lose here and yeah, yeah. Malik could get and, caught up in that watch But Basachi is a guy who Since he's come in, he's basically replaced wide receivers on special teams. They hardly ever, like, you don't see um, a Malik Taylor out there like you used to. You know what I mean? So I I think Malik Heath is a guy who's like, okay, if if you are going to keep him and he's going to be the sixth wide receiver, and I understand that he's had a good preseason and all that stuff, but if you keep him, like, what are you building for? Every single one of these guys at the wide receiver position, all those guys I named, they're on three or four-year contracts right now. So, like, yep. when is – like, what's the developmental curve for Bully Keith even look like? Are you keeping him just to redshirt him? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, how does – well, most likely would be my guess. And but he'll the, probably...
1: the, the reason you redshirt is so that you could stash a contract, and they're not having to deal with that right now at the receiver position. Uh, everyone there is young.
0: But now here's the thing, and this happens almost every year, and it's so funny because I always say this kind of at the start of camp, and inevitably it pops up, and it did pop up in this preseason game more often than not, we get, we on the content side, right? We get so kind of in the weeds about position battles and who's going to do what and how they are going to keep it? Especially now we're coming on the end of camp and everyone's going to have their 53 man roster prediction, et cetera. We all get so excited about it. And then, you know, Dontavian Wicks has a hamstring injury out of the Patriots game. And it's like, well, hamstrings are really naggy and who knows how long that's going to last. And that might just solve it for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, all almost every summer. And I remember Ted Thompson used to talk about this all the time. It's like, well, you know, injuries have a way of working it out. And that's such an unsatisfactory <laughs> answer as, like, someone who's trying to, like, get in the mind of a team builder. But it's true. It's the game of football. So I'm totally with you on the idea that Heath has been really productive and exciting and done every single thing asked of him. But to your point, they've got guys like Wicks had been out there with the ones. You talk about dudes mm-hmm. who have been out there with Jordan Love. He had been injured early in camp, and literally the day he got back from injury, he was running with the ones. You know what I mean? So it's clear he's part of the plan, what have you. I do think there's a spot, and there's good upside for Malik Keith to be on the roster, and I do think Wick's injury, another one who knows how long he's out for, uh, definitely helps him. There's no doubt about it, but yeah, I think the the... Probably the most likely chance is that he ends up on the practice squad. But, man, I wouldn't be surprised either way.
1: Yeah, those injuries can do anything. I mean, we don't have to talk about the tight end position because I don't think it's super interesting other than, like, Luke Musgrave. Really fun. Musgrave, but like,
0: hey, by the way, dude, you had such a great observation when you said on Twitter a couple days ago, I think maybe it was the night of the game where you were saying Musgraves played every snap Jordan Loves played.
1: Like, every single one since It was. Night. I tell you what, it on was one. so
0: it. This one of the things I said on daily a couple weeks ago was like, what was so noticeable my first week there was how how much volume there is for plays where he is the number one read. Like, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm there when like especially early pads first come on, they're doing install stuff, right? So of course they're going through, you know, the, a number of different plays all kind of featuring the same guy. We've seen that for Watson, we've seen that for a bunch of different dudes, but man. Yeah, Musgrave's always out there, and they have a package for him, and it's pretty
1: robust. Like, that yeah. is very clear. Well, they're running. I mean, can't tell you the last time Mercedes Lewis or Tunyon caught it, <laughs> caught a screen, you know, that they were uh, running with him on the first drive. Like, and they practiced that against Cincinnati the same week that they called it. I know Jordan yep. Love didn't connect on it, but it was yep. the exact same play they ran in joint practice. They were like, okay, first drive, we're running it again.
0: We're going to get this. Yep. Yeah, the 100%. weird shit. That's Sweden, what I mean. They. The jet sweep. Uh, I love that Steno took uh took credit for that. Like usually, like if something only gains three yards, it's like, well, you know, somebody who suggested it in the room and we just yeah. went with it. But like like if it gains like twenty yards, it's like, oh yeah, I put that. In. That was my idea. That was me. But he that took me.
1: He, he he took credit for it. To it to his credit. I'm gonna do the thing again, and you're gonna hate it. Oh boy, here we go. Josh Diamond.
0: Here we go. I knew this was coming. I knew. This Should we was trade Josh hey. Diamond? Shout out Rasheed Walker for making this a conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. I did not expect it at all. Nope. nope. Um, It now looks like they have four tackles that they seem to like. And, you know, Bakhtiari, who's now practicing a whole lot, didn't practice today. Uh, nope. Zach, Tom, Walker, and now Nyman. Um, obviously, you know, Jones just came back into the lineup. He's been banged up. Uh, Tanuda, yeah. I think Tanuta's still banged up. Um, He has been, yeah. I don't think yeah. he, he was back out there today. But yeah. yes, he's still there. So they they're in a weird spot where like all their depth is at tackle. Right?
0: I was gonna say they're like spoiled for riches at tackle and then they're like they're begging for stuff at guard. Although I will hey credit where it's due. At Newman, center too. <laughs> I know, right. But no, hey, Newman and Hansen shocked me Saturday night. Yeah. Shocked me how well they played. Now Hansen got hurt, whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, those are two guys that desperately needed a good performance and they got it. But yeah, I mean, the whole Nyman th- thing. If Nyman is going to be all your dep- fourth tackle. It all depends on the offer. Like, you don't just yeah. ship him to ship him. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Look, anybody in the league could have offered a second-round pick this offseason and didn't, yeah. right? Is someone going to offer a third? Is that going to get enough? I mean, I think that's probably enough to get it done. I don't think anyone's going to offer too. that. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. Well, so if you're, if you're keeping Nyman and Walker is your third tackle, not including Ellen Jenkins, who he can kick out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's still on the table. I think if you know disaster situation. Happens. Oh, if exactly if then, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, he's a guy on a, uh, on one. He's on a one year contract. Deal. He's on a one year deal because he signed a tender off of uh, yeah. the restricted free agent tender. Right. Two, the the four million dollar contract that he's on is the fourth largest. Cash hit on the Packers offense this year. It's only behind. Which is is crazy.
0: I mean, coming off all the years where we had like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb making like ridiculous money.
1: And then now we're here where Yashin Nyman is in the discussion. That's crazy. I I looked it up earlier. The Baltimore Ravens are going to spend about a hundred million dollars more in cash than the Packers are on the offensive side of the ball this year. Um, The Cleveland Browns. Also, double the Packers uh, <laughs> in terms of how much money they're spending on offense. I think the average is like, I think it was like a hundred and hundred and twenty million or something like that right. that teams are spending on offense this year, and the Packers are at like eighty eight. So, to give you a little all bit those, of perspective, all those
0: young, all those first uh, rookie contracts, baby, they add yeah, up. Let's work. go!
1: You know, cash savings in in, in cap debt right now. Right, well,
0: here's the thing, though. Like, look. To me, Yash is way more valuable on your roster than some third day pick. You know, I don't care. Like now, I'm not Brian Gutekunst. If someone calls and says, "I'll give you a fourth rounder for him," he, I think there's a good chance he he pulls that
1: trigger. But that's that's the offer. the offer that's interesting to me because a fourth. Because I think you know, third, yes, second, yes, yeah. fourth yeah, third is no brainer. Yeah. Like, okay, how much value do we think? getting that comp pick a year early is basically because if if is going to hit free agency anyway then it's basically and someone gives
0: a, a starting tackle deal right you know what i mean like that's yeah.
1: pretty significant yeah it's, it'll be interesting to watch i wouldn't be surprised if that was a move. the other thing i i noticed this um damn. it was one of the national guys had reported it but there's been no trades so far this preseason I know it's crazy, right? A little bit. Remember, of Remember,
0: this is about this time. I think it was last week. Uh, last year was when the Cole Van Lanen trade happened. So right. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for Brian to pull a trigger on somebody, but it hasn't happened, nothing yet. This is
1: all just going to happen after after the game on right. Saturday or something.
0: Probably. I mean, the they keep changing the, the other, exactly, and they keep changing cutdowns. Like yeah. <laughs> every other year
1: now, we've got like we've got two dates. Now we've got one date. No, we're back to two. No, we're back to one. Like. Well, oh, the cut downs are on Monday, so the Packers will announce them on Tuesday. Is how that's <laughs> going to end up working, right? they are going to be trying Zing! to figure out. Well, played. they're the latest well with everything.
0: everything. I can't believe it. Everything. Well, okay. Here's my thing with the Packers is like I that stuff frustrates me to no end. Like every it's literally reported all day Monday, and you don't announce it till whenever, and blah blah blah. That's frustrating. Where I do get it is. You know, when someone signs or is traded or whatever, the Packers never, ever announce anything until they have a guy in the building, uh, you know, physical taken and then like signed literally on a piece of paper. And then they announce it like I'm fine with that. That's People fair. get frustrated by it. I'm totally fine with that. But yeah, the the roster announcement thing, cut down stuff, the
1: 53 that drives me insane. I, I believe this is still factual as we're recording this at 230 <laughs> Lambo time. On mm-hmm. Tuesday, the Packers literally had a player in practice today that they haven't officially announced because they signed two guys yesterday and they only announced one. They only announced one. So, so that, that means that's he, how slow these things literally
0: are. exactly. That literally means he passed his physical this morning. Yes. Prior to Practice. Yeah.
1: Like that's that's what that means. No yeah. doubt. The defensive front. I have two points here. Let's Carl Brooks go. Let's amazing. go. Paul oh Brooks looked God. great, even though he's kind of like fifth in the pecking order in terms of the defensive lineman right now. He looked great against the New England Patriots. I think he was only officially on the box score for one sack, but if you watch the game, like, he's he was getting pressures left and right. Disruption. Right. The other thing I want to talk about, because it is going to annoy me to no end, <laughs> um, just off of people just saying it this year. Right. and saying, you drafted a backup, you drafted a backup. Lucas Van Ness looks like he's fifth in the pecking order at the edge rusher right now, because... Hollins and Enigbare are are getting reps over him as Sean Gary's injury replacement, and now yep. Gary and Preston are, you know, gonna gonna hit the ground running. Gary today again. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, I think got those his first the team Tuesday reps night. got his yeah. first team reps. Um, go, seems to look spry out there. I mean, that was never a super big concern for me. He's a workout warrior, but Lucas Van Ness. I think we're gonna see a lot of more of him on special teams than on defense this year, probably.
0: I think early on there's a good chance for that. I do think he's gonna be out there though, like rotationally at least, you know, getting after the QB I got. Are the there
1: two other guys off the bench who are also rotationally, you know? No, I know
0: like, and I get it. But they're not first round picks with huge athletic upside who need to learn the game. You know what I mean? Like and look yeah. of all those guys, Hollins is the one that I'm I have zero problems if if Van Ness starts taking snaps away from him just
1: as yeah. a developmental yeah, yeah, yeah. project. You know what I mean? Like we got, he's got to play. He's young, yeah. but. Holl- Hollins is weird. Cause he's, he's a really good stunter. But then like Enigbare is the guy who's like the good path. Like he can take third down pass rushing snaps away he's from like Preston. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: hundred percent. Like zero doubt. And that's the thing. Like when you get into third and 10, right. Obvious passing down. I got zero problems. If it's Preston and Rashawn on the outside and you got like Van Ness and Brooks along the interior. Like, yeah. let's go. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. The one caveat, of course, like you can't talk about this, especially coming off Saturday night, without talking about how poor the offensive line is for the Patriots. It's like so bad. I want to get, ex- I want to get excited, <laughs> but like, man, they're beaten. Not only are they poor, they're bad. Like in the front, but like the backups are even worse. And they were beating a lot of backups on Saturday night. And that's not yeah. to say that you don't get excited about it. Like, the, there's the productions there. I get it. I'm really, I'm thrilled, but. That, yeah, I'm still, you know me, Justice, this whole offseason on defense, I'm just, I got to see it in a game that matters. And until I do nothing, I don't care about any of it. Like, I, I, I'm i like, of course, I'm cheering when, when Enigbari gets that strip sack in recovery. It's a great play. But that dude he beat is literally third on the depth chart in
1: New England. <laughs> so I, you know, it's hard for me to get too jazzed up about it. There was one of those guys I saw because uh, I was following the Patriots beat writers um, because of really because of joint practice, not because of the preseason game. Um, But one of the tackles, they they gave him, like, uh, pro football focus, gave him, like, zero pressure, zero (laughs) hurries, zero zero hits. And I was like, there's there's no way. There's no way. Every single one of you is is getting blamed (laughs) for this. So Brooks is a really interesting guy to me because, you know, the guys I was super excited about, on day three of the draft were really Dontavian Wicks because I thought he brought a different kind of body type to the team. Right. Yep. I mean I guess Christian Watson's a little bit his size, but like they they do different things. And then the mm-hmm. other guy was Carrington Valentine who's done pretty well for himself uh in camp. Um Brooks was a guy who he played in a super weird bowling green defense that basically i remember we like, talked about this after the draft that's
0: right that's right
1: they played like three guys down at the line of scrimmage Negly, you probably see this on you know your madden game sometimes right the rushing three and then just zeroed out running side to side with the defensive lineman oh, like that's worse. basically what bowling green was doing so like brooks got a ton of like hustle sacks at that level okay. which wasn't like the mac is probably the lowest level of fps football um, in terms of like what I think, there's ten conferences now. I think the MAC is dead last there, just in terms of the competition. Um, and he was getting all these hustle sacks because there's only three guys going after the quarterback. You know, so if the quarterback so holding coverage the ball and
0: the whole quarterback's holding the ball, yeah, yeah. So it,
1: it it's super. it he's a really interesting evaluation. I think him just having success doing NFL things is like getting a thumbs a up. Major, because I I know. Right like he hasn't gotten snaps with that first team defense in these preseason games and he's behind you know wooden um in terms of like the backups off the bench uh in mm. in these games too so i I'm not anointing him the next star but I'm like oh our fifth guy on the defensive line might be able to do something that's I mean recently it's rare that is it's
0: very <laughs> very rare I'm telling you man like both of those guys both the kids that they got on day three have I don't want to say shocked me, but it's very surprising how effective they've been as far as instant pressure, something that I know you know has been few and far between, uh, for the defensive front in Green Bay. Uh, how often have we seen, you know, quarterbacks with plenty of room to step up, plenty of room to operate, a nice clean interior pocket? Man, when those guys that are out there, both of them are a major problem. They have been super disruptive. Now I can't tell you how well they're doing from a technique standpoint you know especially when you're standing on the sidelines you can't see anything as far as like what's going on stunts what have you but i do know that like, you look at their first step it is re- both of them it's really impressive and yeah the whole week the patriots were in town uh, brooks was in their back pocket was in the quarterback's lap all, all day long every both joint practices
1: he it was it was really impressive pray for bailey zappy because i think he's still <laughs> picking himself up off of the dirt after those, you know, two joint practices and and uh, no the preseason game. Um, quarterback, I got to give you some credit. Oh, gosh. That must be tough. Eric Stokes, PUP, has not practiced I, yet. We we'll talked about see. this.
0: I, we did. We did. And I know and Bill had put it out there. And I was jazzed where Bill said, like, right. from a source that he was going to be out soon or out there soon sometime mm-hmm. during camp. And I got excited about it. It's kind of trending the way I thought it was going to go, though. I mean, yeah. he hasn't practiced yet. And here at this point, do you practice him this week at no, all? No, I, th-
1: I think you let it roll, especially with Carrington Valentine playing, playing as, as well, well as he is, he, right? He has. And you don't even really have a spot for Carrington Valentine right now either because no. Nixon's playing the slot and Joe Joe Barry seemed puzzled that anyone would even suggest that Russell Douglas would move to the safety position. So if if that's yeah. the situation – so what we were talking about – um. Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, great reporter. I think he's one of the best guys on the beat right now. Um, reported that Eric Stokes was going to be able to uh, recover from his ankle injury and be able to suit up by minicamp, is what he said. Um Negler wasn't buying it when I went on his show, <laughs> and that's why I'm giving him credit now, because I was like, you're calling uh, you be a liar. And you're like, I oh, didn't no, say anything. Oh, I never called you're him like, a liar. like, I did not never call called... anyone a liar. I, nobody's I don't a liar. I think that's going to happen.
0: I have zero doubt that that's what Bill was told, and he reported it, as he should. But, man, people forget, I think people forget that Stokes didn't suffer one significant injury. He suffered two significant injuries literally on the same play. That's what yeah. kept him out. He was literally in a wheelchair for a time after the so first surgery. So the fact fi- the fact that he's maybe needing to take a little bit longer, I, I don't think is a surprise. And to this yeah. point, like, why do you? There was there would be if he'd have been out there today on Tuesday. I, this would that would have okay. Maybe there's a path forward and you start mixing him in at the dime, maybe as the season begins. But at this point, once you practice him, you can't put him on regular season pup. So yeah. just keep him on PUP. When you get pick your 53-man roster, keep him on PUP. It's only four games now. It used to be six. Now it's four. Yeah. So you get through the first month of the season. You make sure he's right as rain, and then you bring him back. And to your point, you've got a really promising kid in Carrington Ballantyne who's playing pretty damn well. Your sub-packages are going to be okay, which is what Stokes is going to be playing in if and when he returns. It's not like he's going to suddenly just be inserted into the starting lineup. They're going to bring him back slowly probably in the dime, and away they go. So I just – there's no rush. So I think they're in a good spot, but it's unfortunate because I know – God, man, it's so – Jair is, like, chomping at the bit to get Stokes back out there. Like, he won't (laughs) stop talking about it. Like, he won't. But it's just – obviously, it's to the benefit of the team and the player to make sure that he's 100% before he does.
1: How has Stokes looked when you've seen him at practice? Just
0: 100%. That's what's so – you know, it's one of those it's gotta be one of those like finite minutiae things going on and scans or whatever, because man, he and Jair are off on the side running together, looking the exact same. And Jair's out huh. there playing football. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to the layman's eyes, he looks completely fine.
1: Huh. Um Safety. Aaron. Yes, sir. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing at safety. I'm right with you. I'm right
0: there. I'm right there. I have Every no time, idea what they're playing. This is literally my topic on Packers Daily today because it's like we thought, okay, we're going to have this safety competition. Someone will flash and take it and blah, blah, blah. No one. So there have been the odd play here or there, but certainly no one has come anywhere close to approaching claiming this job. Like not even close. Not right, even the close. O- I don't even know
1: if anyone's job is safe. Like Savages, outside, of, I mean nobody. Yeah, I mean I don't think of savage, is, savage, I don't think his job is safe. What is really? What
0: have we? I don't think. Wh- I mean, other than the fact that you utilized the fifth year option on him, and then you had to readjust yeah. his contract anyway. If he, what has he done? Like he knows the defense. Well, okay, that's fair. Great, he that's knew the fair. defense last year, and he got benched twice.
1: <laughs> you know, I just I don't think anybody's safe at that position. Why would they be? So Savage has been the guy starting through two preseason games. Um got the same looks at Family Night. Uh the the first game, Jonathan Owens was the starting safety, and the guy who came off the bench was Tavarius Moore to work with the first team defense. I think I think the starters only got like three reps, so then they immediately pulled, you know, and three then reps were pulled. They end up and then it's like Savage a, and, and then it's like a fire drill.
0: You're trying to figure out who's yeah. on, who's off, you're trying yeah. to track like who's ones, oh, who's <laughs> um, dude you're telling me uh, i know i know you do it that's what i mean because <laughs> bro i stopped doing that stuff a long time ago no 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 i used um, to obsess over that preseason stuff like that but no longer last for that
1: here's stuff. what i'll say last year it was the whole game last year was the whole game i would chart the whole was, damn game and that was a nightmare. the entire lineup this year I just care about the first team. Who's getting who's who's go. working in with the first team? Because there's so yeah. many guys who get banged up and get rotated yep. in and yep. guys who are playing three snaps that I'm like Oh, okay, but you're in the third the quarter and you're matter. still trying
0: to chart that stuff. Forget it, man. No a preseason dude, game? Forget it. No chance.
1: Buddy. You gotta remember I came from XFL.
0: So third I know, quarter preseason. I'm aware. Game,
1: I know we were <laughs> dude, third quarter preseason game was like, That's our time <laughs> to shine, man. <laughs> Oh, hey, um, shout
0: out to the XFL, to I mean the new XFL, but to
1: two XFL signees. Yeah, we got two in, in Packers' camp. There you go. Alex Magoo did impress me. I, I was watching the USFL games and I was like, Alex Magoo, quarterback, we should go sign him. And then we finally did it.
0: He's a gamer. He's fine. He looks so overwhelmed, though. In Has NFL he
1: gotten man. in these games yet? I can't even. Yeah, he got in.
0: I've, he's got bit, in right? a little bit against Cincy. He was going to get in against New England yeah. before the game got called. He just a practice, man, he's just old. he just doesn't he's just it looks like he's drinking from a fire hose. Like now some of it is he's got, you know, third and fourth stringers in front of him out across the line, what have you. But, yeah, I don't I don't see. He's that. also
1: a guy who will take off immediately. A billion he's like, percent. He's yep. like, oh, first recovered. OK, bye. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> see ya. Yeah, it's it's, it's like what it was like. That's what I mean. mean. It's like a fire drill when he's back there. Yeah, 100 percent. If you didn't get to watch Magoo in the USFL, which maybe you were doing better things with your time, um, shout out. He to was you. fun though, know. man. He he and Sternberger had a connection, dude. That was they were fun to watch every week. That was good every stuff. week, I, w- I would try to watch them. Yeah, he looked like Johnny Manziel back there. It was weird.
0: I love. He had an interview where he was like, you know, sometimes I'm in the huddle and I just like say Jace, or Jace will say like, oh, I'm just I'm beating the hell out of this guy, and we'll go, okay, just go, and then I'll just find Jace. Like I love that. It's so fun.
1: Um, safety. I didn't finish the second part yeah, yeah, of yeah. my story. Yes, yes, sir. So first game, it was Owens, then it was Moore. Those are the guys opposite of Savage. I thought Moore played the best out of the two. I thought Owens had a real rough go of it um, and was like, okay, maybe Moore is going to get the start the next game. Psych, it becomes Rudy Ford, who is not in the rotation basically at all. Mind you, mm-hmm. Rudy Ford has in two games has not started on any of those you know, core right. special teams units either, which I'm Even like. Even though
0: when they signed him, he was
1: to. like a major special teams player. Like, yeah. yeah. He that's he good. was like one of those, you know, all pro nominations for like non-return specialists before. You know what like I mean? Literally like literally in Jacksonville, in the
0: when they got the new, they got Doug Peterson in there. One of the reasons they cited or somebody off the record, blah, 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 cited was like, oh, he's great on teams, but we can't
1: trust him on, from scrimmage. And so yeah. naturally the Packers bring him in to play him from scrimmage. Like, yeah. I guess there was an interesting thing in Jacksonville, too, because I know a guy down there who covers the team, and he was telling me that the thing with Ford last year was he really thought that he could start on defense. And I don't know if it was, like, one of the, like, you talk about, like, athletes having just, like, you have to have a rational confidence, right, to be able to operate at that level. Which, like, that's not a thing I'm criticizing him for, but that he became kind of, like, disinterested in special teams because of that, and that's one of the reasons they moved off of him. I, wonder, I I don't know this for a fact at all, but, like, right. I wonder if maybe that's playing a little bit of a factor um, here. But so awesome, Rudy Ford man. starts the second game, and then Moore doesn't get any reps at all with the right. first team. And it ends up being Owens and then Anthony Johnson Jr., who I also thought had a solid first game, the seventh-round rookie, getting work in. So, like, Ford goes from a guy who one week ago wasn't in the lineup at all. To now being, like, maybe the starter. And the week before... But remember, he was also opposite Savage the entirety of the offseason. The entire summer. Like, Literally until the week of family night. And then they were like...
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then they started kind of mixing it up. Because I remember thinking, like... Because at least they were, like, somewhat rotating at right tackle, right? During the offseason. When they were still in shorts and whatever. But you've got... Okay, sometimes it's Tom. Sometimes it's Nyman. So you know they're looking at options. At safety, they didn't do that at all. Like at all to get new, and that's the other thing. Ford knew the the defense. Don't you think you would want to get (laughs) Owens and Moore and Johnson out there just to like get get the reps in that defense? I don't know, man. I yeah, it's it's the whole thing is a mystery to me. I will say Anthony Johnson, I think, has really come on. I thought he had a real slow start to camp. He's he's definitely improved, and you've seen a couple plays where, and Matt mentioned this on Monday. Uh, you have seen him kind of in that deep safety position, be able to, like, go from center field to the sideline and break up
1: a few passes. The almost Obviously, pick lot that he more. had in the first game was crazy. Oh, that, was, that was a sweet play. That was a sweet play. He's making plays on special teams, too. I think he had That's two tackles the, the first game on special teams.
0: Matt, but again, on the read between the lines edition here, you Matt mentioned he's got to improve his play on special teams, which mm-hmm. tells you they're obviously looking at him there i think you put it out there or somebody did that he was tied for or played the most special team snaps out of all those guys like 11 or 12 or so mm-hmm. so clearly they want to see him they want to see him do better though and yeah. god is a seventh rounder man you got a ball out on teams you got to do it
1: so but i think this week is big for him big big big, big so, so i think they're reason. probably only going to keep five safeties because Tariq Carpenter is now moved to inside the linebacker. Inside backer, He's going to give him that right. there, right? Um, but I have, I mean, they have five names for four spots behind Savage basically is yeah. how I'm looking at it. And any of those five guys could get like Ford, Moore, Owens, Johnson, Levitt. I think Johnson's the least likely to get cut because of just the draft pick status and the draft fact pick. that you have him yeah. on a four, four-year contract and yeah, the athleticism and all that. But like any of those guys can get cut, or they could be starting week one against the Chicago Bears. I have <laughs> That's no what's idea.
0: Insane. I will say I'll be surprised if it's Johnson starting because of something yeah. else Matt said, in regards to um, yeah, he's still working on learning what what we want to do, what you know, which is code for you know, he's still picking up the defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the rules, like the the what if then, like if okay, if this is your route combo, what are your rules? What do you got like it sounds like that's just complete like reading between the lines but you can't if you can't trust the guy like yeah. in that regard you certainly aren't putting him out there week 1 there's no way that's why he's i another, think it'll probably they'll probably default to ford
1: is my yeah. guess right now he's another guy who played in a real funky defense different than how brooks played but that iowa state defense they used three safeties and not well, he in was the way corner that, first wasn't he so he was corner and then his last year he moved to safety Right. um iowa state plays this weird three safety shell where it's not like the three safety looks packers fans are used to where it's like adrian amos is an inside linebacker now
0: with, right? with the wide receiver running down the seam wide open like behind <laughs> everybody that
1: that yeah. way oh yeah that one. Got it, got it. um iowa state just plays with like three guys deep so like functionally that those outside safeties are like cover three corners they're just playing like way 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 way, way far off so I'm not surprised it's taken him a little bit. Um, Anything else interesting, Kent? I'm trying to think. Uh, so much, sir. So much. I mean, we haven't even <laughs> talked about the kicker. Come
0: on. How great is it going to be? So I missed
1: three in a row today. Two, okay, s- now, two six.
0: to be fair, to give context, it's insanely windy all day long today. That wind on Nitschke Field is so different than anything that happens inside Lambeau. You saw him hit that 52-yarder against the Patriots. And that was on a crazy windy day in Green Bay. Like it was windy all day last Saturday. In Lambeau, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like the, the Nitschke Field charting thing is is a little hilarious to me. Are you saying put a dome on it? I am well billion percent not saying <laughs> put a dome on it. In fact I think I just proved why you don't need to. But I also just say how much fun is it going to be watching us go for it? So, like almost <laughs> all the time this year, I can't wait. Like we're gonna be on the thirty-two. It's gonna be fourth and five, and Matt's gonna go for it. Like I'm all in on it, baby. Can't yeah, wait. Why not?
1: Let's do it. Let's, Let's do have it. fun this year. That's what this I year. That's this the plan, is man. The fun. The fun year. This just is the molding the
0: clay, get the foundation in place. You know, and the next year we get serious. But this year, yeah. I'm gonna have a good time watching this team develop. No doubt about it.
1: All right, man. Go ahead, and plug all your stuff
0: just follow cheesehead tv both on any social medias but you know definitely check us out on youtube check out the website um hey our new beer carry the g will be back in wisconsin all across the state so if you're in the great state of wisconsin uh check us out it'll be pretty much anywhere you buy beer it'll be available including lambeau field so if you're in lambeau for a game this year get yourself a carry the g uh bring it to your seat and, you know, give us a hashtag, carry the G, tag us,
1: and we'll feature it on our shows. It'll be a lot of fun. There we go. Um, As far as the APC stuff goes, disgusting post game snap counts that I'm charting, including <laughs> special teams. Those will still be on the site. We're going to be uh posting once a day um, pretty soon. I think in about a week on this feed. So that'll be nice for you guys. I know you guys have been chirping at me asking, podcast, 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 podcast. (laughs) There hasn't been a lot going on, guys. It's not as much as, you know, all the Aaron Rodgers and... It's life and death stuff, Justice. Day in and day out of training
0: camp. What are you talking about? Nothing going on. I just... They got to know. They got to know who the fifth
1: pass rusher is going to be, Justice. We we successfully avoided a month of me just parroting over and over again, like... Special Teams matters for RV3. I know. So. <laughs> I I'll tell you what, man. I as someone who does a daily show, like a
0: daily live stream, I feel you there because it's like I say this now as almost a default, like I know you guys are sick of me saying it, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. Like you got to like and that's what's funny. Now people are like, I know what you're going to say, but uh who's winning the spot? I'm like, the guy who's balling out on special teams. Like that this time of year, that's almost always the answer. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Go Pack. Go. Go Pack. Thanks, Justice.